Chapter 3 of The Monitor and the Merrimack, Both Sides of the Story, by John Warden. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Jeffrey Smith, New Orleans, Louisiana. Chapter 3 The Last of the Monitor, by an eyewitness, Rear Admiral E. W. Watson, U.S.N. On the 29th of December, 1862, nine months after her memorable combat with the Merrimack, the Monitor, Commander John P. Bankhead, left Hampton Roads in tow of the Rhode Island, commanded by Captain Stephen Decatur Trenchard for Beaufort, North Carolina. The weather at the time of starting looked favorable for the trip, but on the following day when nearing cape hatteras the wind came out from the southeast and gradually freshened until by evening it was blowing a moderate gale with a tolerably heavy sea running it was soon seen that the monitor was making heavy weather of it and the engines were slowed down but the course was still kept head to the wind and sea this was a mistake, for experience later on in towing other vessels of her class proved that the safest way to handle them in heavy weather was to let them lie in the trough of the sea when the waves would wash over their decks and the roll would not be excessive. The monitor was closely watched, all on board the Rhode Island feeling anxious for her safety. Toward the end of the first watch, between 8 p.m. and midnight, the signal of distress, a red lantern, was hoisted on the monitor, and, unknown to those on the Rhode Island, the hawser was cut and the anchor of the monitor let go. The Rhode Island immediately stopped her engine, and three boats were called away with an officer in charge of each, and were sent to take off the monitor's people. With the heavy sea running, it was a difficult matter to go alongside of her, and the first boat to reach her was thrown by a wave upon the deck, and a whole stove in her. The next wave washed the boat off, and with considerable difficulty she took on board as many of the men as, in her leaky condition, could make the return trip safely. When the boats came alongside of the monitor, her captain and executive officer went upon the deck and, clinging to the lifelines with the waves washing over them, called to the crew to come down from the turret and get into the boats, which they were reluctant to do at first. Some were able to jump into the boats, and some landed in the water and were hauled in. Seeing an old quartermaster with a large bundle under his arm, the executive officer, thinking that it was his clothes bag, told him that that was no time to be trying to save his effects. He said nothing but threw it into the boat. When the bundle was passed up over the side of the Rhode Island, it proved to be a little messenger boy, probably the smallest and youngest one in the service. The three boats were finally loaded and made their way back to the ship. 
in the meanwhile the rhode island in backing her engines had fouled the hawser with her port paddle wheel and being directly to windward of the monitor with her engines helpless drifted down upon her it looked at one time as if she would strike the bow of the monitor but fortunately she just missed it and scraping along her side drifted off to leeward another boat was sent to bring off the remainder of the monitor's crew but being to leeward now she could make only slow headway against the seas and before she got to her the men saw the monitor's light disappear and knew that she had gone down the hawser having finally been cleared from the rhode island's wheel she steamed around searching for the boat sending up rockets and burning blue lights to show her position when the day dawned nothing could be seen after hailing a passing government vessel and telling them to search for the boat the rhode island steamed with all speed for fortress monroe to report the loss when the survivors of the ill-fated vessel were mustered on the deck of the rhode island four officers and twelve men were found missing all of them probably buried in an iron coffin in a watery grave about fifty miles to the southward and eastward of cape hatteras light the missing boat and crew of the rhode island were found by that vessel a week later safe in beaufort north carolina they had been picked up by a schooner and taken into that port the officer in charge of the boat reported that in the early morning he had sighted a schooner standing toward them and had hoisted a black silk handkerchief belonging to one of the crew on an oar as a signal of distress but the people in the schooner evidently thinking them pirates who had come out of some one of the inlets of the coast turned tail and scudded away from them a second schooner coming along soon after was more hospitable and took them aboard end of chapter three End of the Monitor and the Merrimack, Both Sides of the Story, by John Warden.